All right, welcome in. It is a Monday, Corbett's Corner. We've got a similar crew for what we had for you guys on Sunday as we were previewing some NFL games. Um, always fun on a Monday, kind of get initial reaction. I've been doing this new thing where I've been uh, microphone S too. We're sounding good. We're improving this day by day. Uh, we'll get to Sebastian Urban, Matthew Cruzen, and Ty Dalson. Uh, of course, in just a little bit. But again, uh, it's always fun. I've been posting this on Twitter is what fan base feels the worst. And I think we got three of the top ones in this Zoom right now. We've got yours truly, the Falcons. We're going to dive into the Eagles next and the Vikings. And then we'll actually get a happy fan base, uh, the Bears 2-0, and lastly, with yours truly, Matthew Weiss. And then we'll preview tonight's game. Las Vegas will have the first NFL football game played in Sin City. Uh, don't know if they're having fans. I, I, I like fans being back in the stadium. I'm excited to see fans slowly getting back uh, to be able to watch their teams in person. But it's kind of been a surprise. They're like, oh, hey, this team has fans. Oh, hey, this team does not. Um, so we'll get a preview of Las Vegas tonight. They've got the Saints. Uh, they are a four-point dog last time we checked. So we'll start with the Falcons again with the uh, pod we put out on Sunday. I said, I don't care about the Falcons. Sharp money was on the Falcons. Sharps covered. They covered easily. Sharps were on the money line for the Falcons. They should have had that easily. But unfortunately, uh, being a Falcons fan, I know this scenario all too well. 28-3, it was not quite 25 points. It was 20 to nothing. You led the Dallas Cowboys, a team that had fans in Jerry's world, and you guys suck. You suck. Dan Quinn, Dirk Cutter, these guys are fossils. They should have been out of this team's front office. Thomas Dimitrov, I think, is still there as the GM. He should have been gone a couple of years ago the trouble is Arthur Blank is one of the nicest owners in football uh and I think he has unfortunately stuck together with this crew especially with Dan Quinn because they had the Super Bowl run back in 2017 uh which they have not been able to replicate and they have just dashed the hopes and dreams of everyone um so let's just jump in feel free to jump in here you guys uh, you saw this game. It was one of the later games that went on because there were so many points. What's going on? How, how do the Falcons keep doing this to themselves? I think oh, you was, got something. Yeah. Yeah, I got something there. Um, I just was absolutely surprised on that onside kick when Zerline had where Falcons just sat there and just stared at it, waited for it to go 10 yards, and then no one even wanted to jump on it. That's coaching, right? Easily could have jumped on it five yards. When it was only five yards, they easily could have jumped on it, had the ball. Well, they gave Dallas a chance. Someone explain this to me. This question is open to everyone. Is it coaching? Because I, I maintain that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, their primes are being wasted. And I don't have answers because they are, you know, doing great. Matt Ryan would be an MVP consideration after week two, but he's 0-2, so he can't be. So it has to be coaching, right? I, yeah, I agree. Under percent. I mean, Dan Quinn came to Atlanta with a defensive pedigree, and right. they're blowing games because their defense is terrible. What? I mean, that's on you. <laughs> Did you? See, I know you saw the stat because I sent it to you. There's 441 games <laughs> where that a team has scored 39 points or more and not turned the ball over. They're the first team to lose 440 and one. Since 1933. I mean, it was just flat out hysterical how they blew that. And I, I just said I wasn't going to get involved in the game. I'm already done with this team. As long as I, I, I will not pay. I'm thinking about getting jerseys. No, no, I'm not giving you guys a single cent uh, while Dan Quinn is still there. Yeah, so I like your guys' angle there is Dan Quinn. He's, he's got to go. I fired him week one last year. I'll keep uh, bringing that up. Um, so let's continue with the misery. Sebastian Urban. 
you vehemently said the Eagles were going to bounce back. I faded you. I was on the Rams. Uh, they had a little comeback there, but you still got to be feeling a little bit in shambles after an 0-2 start. Yeah, I mean, it was tough to watch from the beginning. I mean, falling down, falling behind 21-3. to um, They did claw back, as you said. I made it a one-possession game at half, and, um, you know, they, they had me feeling pretty good. I was actually thinking about taking the live Eagles money line at half to win the game. Um, defense comes out, gets a stop, much-needed stop, three and out right to start the second half. Um, Wentz drives them down down the field, putting together, putting together a great drive, knocking down the red zone on the 21-yard line, and just makes a terrible, god-awful throw to – tries to squeeze it into Arthur White's side, of all people, in the end zone between two defenders. Rams pick it, and from that point on, Eagles lost all momentum, and it was just all Rams. That, that, was, that was their one attempt to get back – you know, get the lead, um, and, and he blew it. You can't be doing this. Uh, you're making these kind of mistakes as a quarterback year five. Um, I, I put this blame on, put this uh, game on lens for sure. I, I want to dive into that a little bit there because Peterson obviously won a Super Bowl, right? But I think he still has some questionable Sundays. You know, I assume Eagles fan base strongly behind Peterson for getting them a Super Bowl, right? Wentz wasn't a part of that. He was a part of being an MVP for that season until he got hurt, but it was Nick Foles' Super Bowl. Everyone will remember that. So who do you trust less? Is it Peterson or is it Wentz? At this point, I, I want to say Wentz from what I've seen from him just to start off this year. I thought it was a nice little bounce back year, um, you know, with, with, them getting, with him getting a lot of his weapons back. But he was just missing throws left and right. Um, it, it was a bad game to watch. And right now, you know, people are starting to whisper about Jalen Hurts. But if this team starts out one and three, one and four, I, I mean, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, see Hurts at some point this year. Yeah, they used him as a decoy a little bit um, on the field yesterday. Um, Zach Kelly's chiming in on my question of the day, what fan base feels terrible. I guess he still <laughs> he still feels bad about the 49ers, even though they won. Justin Guthrie's chiming in with the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants are just bad. Uh, you know, Eagles, Falcons, these are teams that had expectations. Vikings, that'll transition right here. I uh, do just want to point out that the Eagles do get the Bengals in Philly. Six and a half points. Should be a win, right? But I, I don't know if I'd lay those points, just uh, taking a quick peek at that line. Falcons, of course, somehow are a favorite at home against the Bears. Fade? Uh, my goodness, I don't understand how anyone is able to cap the Atlanta Falcons in Vegas. Okay, Vikings. This might be the team that I was high on, and I'm sure a lot of Vikings fans were high on as well. Um, it's been a disastrous start. First, you have Aaron Rodgers, who looks great. Uh, Terry to pieces. And then you have Phillip Rivers and the Colts, who lost to Jacksonville, mind you, the week one. Uh, Colts were favored. That should have told you something, too. I know, uh, Ty, you and Al were both high on the Vikings. You know, give me the points, right. maybe even the money line. I actually went with the Colts there. I was on the over in that game, so I basically washed with the Colts, and then that actually being, uh, you know, that over should have gone easily over, except Kirk Cousins had a Kirk Cousins game. What is going on there, Ty? Yeah, I uh... That's one way to put it. Um, Kirk Cousins looked great on the first drive, moved the ball down the field. Unfortunately, squandered when they got into the red zone, only got three points. Um, and it, Minnesota looked all right. And then defensively, next drive, the Colts come out there. They have the ball for 11 minutes. The time of possession yesterday, once again, Vikings were heavily uh, outpossessed. Uh, 
Colts had the ball for 39 minutes, Vikings only 21. And like I've said a few times on this, I mean, it's such a young defense. you got to get them off the field. And sure enough, then Kirk, we get a stop. Kirk gets a safety right back on defense. And and they just could not get any momentum going on offense. Um, Kirk Cousins, besides that first drive, I mean, he ended 11 for 26, three picks. And it was just a hard game to watch all around. And uh, obviously, no, Anthony Barr got hurt and very thin on defense right now. It's mm-hmm. not looking good right now for the Vikings. Yeah, a lot of injuries. I think that was main the head, uh, one of the headlines, main headlines from yesterday was a lot of star power going down. Nick Bosa, 49ers, Garoppolo, um, brutal. My fantasy team actually, even though it looks like we're getting stomped on this week, uh, Escape the injury bug, so I'm happy about that. Uh, Vikings, two-and-a-half-point dogs there at home against Tennessee, who looks pretty good. Uh, just quick confidence level for that one, Ty. Uh, I mean, Matt knows me. I'm one of the most optimistic Vikings fan. I always I always think that they're going to pull it off. Right now, right. there's got to be a 180-degree change here on this one. There's right. I don't think there's any chance. Matt, what are your thoughts on this? All right, Vikings. Let's take it back two years, Kirk Cousins' first year. They underachieved that year, 8-8. Eight and eight. They had week 17 at home against the Bears. All they had to do was win. They don't Yes. Do Last year, very good football team. Made the wild card. We all know that they went down to New Orleans and got a win, lost to a very good 49ers team. But after last year, you lost a lot of guys, and Vikings fans just, like, overlooked the fact, acting like, Diggs, Xavier Rhodes, Waynes, Alexander Griffin, Linval, Josh Klein. A lot of people missing. We just kind of like it's the same Vikings team. It's not. It's a completely mm-hmm. different locker room in there. Where's the identity? Like you said, the Vikings score on the first drive. The Colts proceeded to score on seven straight possessions before the Vikings scored again. Where's someone saying, like, where's the veteran? This isn't going to happen. The sense of urgency. Where's the fire? The fire is under Mike Zimmer because he's on the hot seat. I, I like that, yeah, because I, I looked at that uh, over the course of the years. It's been one year you've got expectations and you don't do anything with them, like you said, when you lost to the Bears on your home field, and then you surprise people, a la the Minneapolis Miracle, a la uh, beating the Saints, and setting up a season of expectations to where you just rip the hearts out of Minneapolis fans, which you guys are pretty much used to it by now. So enough misery. Let's get to a 2-0 football team, the Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky cost me out of 50 bucks because he did not uh, have the wherewithal to cover. He gave the football away twice in that second half. Bears win, fail to cover. Giants look bad. Bears ah, look good. You got to feel confident, right, Matt? Uh, look, meh, again, another not a complete game by any means. This last game they played one good quarter out of four. Yesterday we got a half, a full good half, uh, 17-0. Everything was clicking on offense, at least to the extent they needed to. you got to come out and put that game away in the third quarter. You cannot let that happen where it becomes a game. I mean, they didn't score in the second half. Came down to the last drive again, two straight weeks. you got to put them away overall, though, 2-0. Another trip to Club Dub, that's what matters. The, <laughs> I like uh, that. We should put that on a T-shirt. Have? It is on a T-shirt, dude. What are you talking about? All right. I'm purchasing right now. I am. It's Thank in you. my shopping cart. Continue. 
that's all I got. Uh, most importantly, though, 2-0. The rest of the division has their own problems outside of the Packers who look like a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, certainly Packers got to be looking good. And I think, to your point, the Vikings dropping to 0-2, they're probably looking at the Bears like, oh, boy, we got some catching up to do because now they got teams in between them. Uh, and the Packers, it's they don't want to. They're going to be the Lions look like the doormat of the NFC North, but the Vikings want to be at least the number two team. It's going to be interesting to keep an eye on that extra playoff spot. Remember that they incorporated. Um, is that going to be for a team like the Falcons? Is that going to be? You've seen the numbers where oh, and two teams statistically barely make the playoffs, but now you add another team is oh, and two maybe not as bad as it seems. Monday night football tonight should be a good one. Las Vegas against New Orleans. Uh, I'm Dylan Corbett, Matt Cruzin, Sebastian Urban, Tyler Dalson here, and we'll go to Seabass for this one. Uh, who you got? It is the Raiders at home as a four-point dog. Sharp money is on the Raiders, but the Saints just blew out uh, Just blew out Tampa Bay. It looks like this game's going to be an offensive onslaught. How do you see this one? Uh, I haven't made a play on the spread yet, but I am leaning towards Vegas. Uh, I feel like Bruins going to get them – pumped up and ready for that game. I mean, it's a brand new stadium. You don't want, you never yeah. want to lose uh, your first, first game at, at, in your brand new stadium. But I'm, I'm, if I make a play, I think I'm going to go on the over. Isn't it at like 48 and a half? I think right now. Uh, I like that half, number. Right. I like that number. And uh, I think we see a high scoring game here. Good stuff. Moving right along. Ty, how do you see this one going? Um, I also agree with uh, Sebastian there. I think the over is a very, very nice play. Um, however, I am, just salivating over one uh, player prop right now, and that is Emmanuel Sanders over uh, 52 yards. Okay. Uh, reason why is, yes, he only had three catches in week one. They were all in the fourth quarter. No Michael Thomas. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, connects for one huge play, which gets him about 40 yards, and then all he has to do is just get a couple more catches. I think he goes for about 75 tonight. and hopefully locking up a nice victory on that player prop. Matt, what do you got? My play, um, looking to stay hot on the player yes. prop. A nice day on him yesterday. I have Josh Jacobs anytime touchdown score. I saw it this morning at one minus 125, and we typically want those to be plus money, but uh, he's their three down back. He's their goal line back. He receives it. Anything will count. Uh, I like that to get hit. And then Real quick, looking ahead, lines already posted for week three. I have three that I think are going to move, so I already took them today. Tennessee minus two against the Vikings. Chicago plus three against Atlanta. Lock. And and the Rams plus three against Buffalo. Rams look good. Uh, That's some good stuff. I'm going to – so we're going to post this out later this afternoon, and then I'm going to take the time. Again, we're spinning a lot of plates. We've been doing this for a week. I'm going to take the time to kind of spreadsheet all our plays because, Matt, you had a great week. I think overall all the plays that were discussed on this pod throughout the week went positive. I'll put some spreadsheet analysis numbers to that. Um, And so I'll wrap it up here with my play. Uh, No one going with the Saints. I guess I'm average Joe tonight. Uh, I think the – Carolina team's not very good. Uh, That was who Vegas beat in week one. Vegas defense, not very solid. Saints torched the Buccaneers, who I'm not that high on either. Um, So I think the Saints minus four. The public is on them. It opened at four and a half. And 
this is a clear sign of sharp action. It is down to just minus four, yet 64% of the tickets are still with uh, New Orleans. So how does that happen? Bigger money, players who know what they're doing, they're laying more money on them, and that's driving it down. But I'm going to go against the Sharps. Probably, uh, you know, not the best play to do for sports gambling, but I'll take it for every once in a while, and I'll go Saints minus four. I'll be the the contrarian, so to speak, on the specific podcast. Should be a fun one today. It was a fun podcast as well. Thanks to Sebastian Irvin, as always, Matthew Cruzen, and Ty Dawson as well. Uh, three out of our four teams suck, uh, so we're trying to hope that they have better years and maybe some more upbeatness uh, because Matthew Cruzen is just glowing. He is glowing from the Bears, 2-0, and uh, and he's enjoying himself. Uh, so this is Corbett's Corner on a Monday. Thanks. Subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get to 40 by the end of the week. And just subscribe because it sounds a little better, right? The mic. Uh, thanks for tuning in and checking this out every single day. This is Corbett's Corner.